Football is a way of life. This is football, chump. All you gotta do when a man gets the ball is tackle him. Get it? The man with the ball. Bring him down. Football is about controlling that anger, harnessing that aggression into a team effort to achieve perfection. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts. And then you will run a mile. You block about as good as a jelly donut. You know that? People can learn a great deal from a skillfully played football game. Often. What civilized person would play a game with the skin of an innocent pig? Let's talk about playing football. Here's Danger Dean with the BNW in the PNW. Welcome to the Broncos Northwest podcast. That's right. My name is Danger Dean. And if you'd like to reach out to the show, we've got a a few different ways you can do so. The social media, always a reliable way. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you've got any of those platforms, so do we. All at the BNW podcast or uh, simply go to the search bar and search for Broncos Northwest podcast. If you'd like to go the route of email, that's acceptable as well. Broncos Northwest podcast at gmail.com. And of course, the phone number. And, and if you use the phone number, make sure you leave your name. That way we can give you some credit and shout you out. 7314-DANGER. 731, the number four, danger. You can call, text in, leave a message. Again, leave your name. We'll share your opinion. Uh, also want to give a little love to some of the other podcasts out there. The The podcast world is a plenty, and sometimes it can be a little cutthroat. And I'm trying to... to Bring the opposite, if you pick up what I'm putting down. Uh, The Turnbuckle Turmoil podcast. Um, Big fan of this one, personally. Sign guy, a good friend of mine, one of the hosts. QT, a very interesting interview, um, to say the least. And, of course, Dimitri. Um, You can check that out on a plethora of podcast platforms just Search on your favorite. All right. uh, The Broncos fans of Seattle Facebook page. I also want to give them a shout out because every time I seem to pose a question or um, a scenario, there's always a good amount of response. And I got to give a big thanks to everybody who takes the time out of their day to give their opinion and and, uh, lend their thoughts as well. Again, if you're not a member of the page um, and if you are a member, a big thanks. Um, this is the 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 most downtime of year in, in a multitude of ways. I, I like to break up my year by football milestones. So essentially, the beginning of the year for me starts right after the Super Bowl ends, right? And then free agency is the first stop, and then it's the draft, and then we get into training camp, and then preseason, and then, of course, the most glorious time of year, football season. And now the one thing I will say uh, that I do miss about living in Colorado, um, speaking of training camp and preseason, I, I miss going out to training camp. I I used to do it every single year. I don't miss how hot it was. It was always so insanely hot. July in Colorado is uh, it's crazy. It's a desertous mountain, a mountainous desert. Is is that the the proper description? It's hot. 
It's always super hot out at Dove Valley in the summertime, but it's always super fun. I used, I used to go with my buddy Wheels uh, and, and getting a glimpse of the team right before preseason kicked off or, or during the beginning of preseason. It was always a lot of fun. And then, of course, that time of year, my kids' birthdays are, are right around that time, August and September. And then, of course, we've got the holidays, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas sprinkled in there for a little kick. I, I decided to launch this podcast because... COVID or not, we're going through the most boring time of the year. Am I right? Just trying to bring a little joy. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's talk about the team. Call now. 731-4-DANGER. Good news for Broncos fans. Potentially great news. The team announced they're adjusting ticket prices, uh, which is not a, a sign of good news, I guess. But it does signify a return for fans in the upcoming season. Now, the, the bad news about it is, despite five losing seasons in a row, the prices are going to go up. But I think that's to be expected. It does mean that fans can expect to attend games in the 2021 season, though. There's the silver lining, and I think a little more than silver lining. I think we're all ready for football in person in some um, form or fashion. Uh, They also announced that there will be a ninth home game in Denver. Remember, the league added another game to the schedule starting next season. So the Broncos get the home team advantage next season, and we can take all the home team advantage we can handle. Deshaun Watson in the news in a in a big way, and it's, you know, the Houston Texans problem right now, essentially. But the Broncos have kind of been tied to Deshaun Watson for the last few months since the season ended, essentially. He made it very known that he wanted out of Houston. Denver was a potential landing spot. Um, lots of interest there until the sexual assault allegations started coming in uh, into light. And it's been just kind of a, a whirlwind over the last few weeks. 22 women as of right now. 22 women have come forward with sexual assault allegations. Deshaun Watson, I'm going to say it right now, and this is as bold as I can be. He's not going to be a Denver Bronco next season. It's it's just not going to happen. I'm going to put it out there right now. I think we've seen them deal with issues in the past with players who have not represented the team well. I think of Chad Kelly and his odd situation where he broke into a guy's house when he was dressed up like Woody from Toy Story. And then something like this, something to this extreme, they don't want their hands dirty. And you can't ignore 22 allegations. That's just something you can't do. Um, As of now, the first woman has actually gone public. And I expect this to be an ongoing theme until the league or the police or both handle the situation in, in some form or fashion. Uh, And speaking of the quarterback position, a lot of moving pieces because we as fans are still looking for an answer. There's got to be a fix, an improvement over what we've seen, especially in the last five seasons since Peyton Manning retired. We're looking for a little hope, a little glimmer of hope. Is Drew Locke going to be the guy Well, as of right now, Jacksonville has the number one pick. We know they're going with the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, The New York Jets, they just traded Sam Darnold to the Panthers. That's a shocking move, right? That, That likely means that the Jets are also going quarterback with the number two pick. The 49ers, they just made a huge trade up to the number three spot, signifying that they'll also be in the quarterback market. So right now, we're looking at number one, number two, and number three, all being quarterbacks. Makes Denver's job a little bit harder. And speaking of Sam Darnold, were the Broncos interested 
in a trade with him. There was some speculation that maybe they would reach out to the Jets about a trade, but did it actually happen? Well, according to Troy Rank of Denver 7 News, they weren't interested, which is kind of shocking because the Broncos had interested before he was drafted or the, the year that he was drafted. So to hear that they weren't interested in, in looking to him for an upgrade, I think that speaks volumes. Now, was Deshaun Watson the only quarterback that they were interested in trading for? No. We remember Matthew Stafford. He was a target before he was traded to the Rams. Another name tossed around, not by me, Carson Wentz. His name popped up here and there um, over the last few months as well. Benjamin Albright reporting that the Broncos had zero interest in bringing him in. Albright said that they didn't even see him as an upgrade. So all of this is pointing to another Drew Locke year, as much as some Broncos fans hate to hear it. And like I've said before, I just want some consistency, something that can give fans a little bit of hope. And if the Locke project or whatever you want to call it, the experiment doesn't work, then the Broncos start over in the 2022 season. That's just how it is. Now, another name that's in the mix and a real possibility to come in and potentially push Locke is Teddy Bridgewater, right? With the Panthers bringing in Darnold, Bridgewater will more than likely be looking for a new home. Now, the Broncos interested in someone like Teddy Bridgewater? I would guess that he's looking for a starting role somewhere. Or he would just stay put and play back up to Darnold, right? Well, Mike Kliss pointed out that the team has already reached out about Bridgewater after the Stafford deal was apparently not going to happen. And then Back to Twitter, Brandon Cristal tweeted out a huge connection that might have Teddy in play. George Payton was the assistant general manager of the Vikings when they initially drafted Bridgewater. So there's a little bit of a connection there. Could there possibly be a reunion? Could there be interest in either or, or on both sides? I think this one right here, this one's worth watching. Lots of moving pieces, as I said, when it concerns this trade possibility. If a trade isn't the solution, then what does that leave? The draft? I mean, we're just a couple weeks away from the 2021 draft, and that means that the mocks, they're, they're starting to fly out everywhere. The good, the bad, a lot of bad. I tend to stay away from most mocks, and, and this is why. Todd McShay, he just released his, and he says if Justin Fields falls to the number nine spot, the Broncos should grab him. Highly, highly unlikely. Uh, he has Patrick Sertain going to the Broncos, a cornerback. And to me, that's lazy. It's just lazy. The Broncos have made the most noise at the cornerback position during free agency. So for them to draft another one would, would be asinine. It would, it would honestly, it would make me cringe um, if they were to make a move like that, the same way I did last year when it was a wide receiver free-for-all and they weren't making any significant defensive moves or improvements on the offensive line. I, I think this spot is going to be used for a linebacker, offensive lineman, or they'll move up to snag a quarterback. Remember, Peyton's been active when it comes to these incoming quarterbacks and their pro days. And he said that they will be looking for an upgrade, whether that means Drew Locke is a part of that or not. We'll see how serious he is. It's also worth noting that the Broncos are also working with the second most cap space in the league. So they're primed to make another big move. Easy to think that that's going to be a quarterback. But when? when when's it actually going to happen? 
Could this all take place on draft day? I, I just have a feeling the, the Broncos are gearing up for some huge move. And I go back to my instincts. They tell me that all of this is calculated and they, and they have a plan. I don't know if that's my instincts or if that's my hope. Please, for the, for the love of God, tell me they have a plan. He might look homeless, but if he asks you for money, just ignore him. It's Danger Dean and the BNW Podcast. Since free agency is dying down, what's next? Right? Seeing as how Watson is more than likely out as an option at quarterback, what should the team turn their focus to or who should they turn their focus to in order to fix the position? Personally, I would still like to see some kind of competition brought in to compete with Locke, at least for the upcoming season. I'd like to see a veteran brought in, someone that has real game time experience. It's likely that even if Locke starts, he's not going to make it through all 17 games without injury. Remember that extra game starting this season. It would be beneficial if there was just someone that's been there before, so to speak. Now, the Bridgewater scenario has my interest peaked completely. I'm hesitant to leave it up to the draft, given the team's history with first-round picks and developing players and all that. But if they've got a guy who's at the top of their board, one of these hotshot young quarterbacks, I don't think it would be a stretch to say they should absolutely go for it if they have a shot. What do you think? Matthew says, I think everyone needs to understand that not every quarterback is Andrew Luck. Most players take time to develop. What I think needs to happen is replace everyone on that O-line except for Reisner. Hmm. Whether it be through free agency, trade, or draft. Our O-line is disgustingly horrendous. Give Locke some protection while he's in the pocket. That way he has time to make better decisions. Just my thoughts, though. So, I, I don't know. I don't really agree with that there, Matt. Uh, their offensive line was one of the highlights of the team last season. Again, we're, we're really going deep for some silver lining here, but I don't think the offensive line at this point is the issue. I really do think it's... It's the quarterback. Uh, Michael says, I don't think we need to fix the position. I think the fan base should be a little more patient. Okay. I, I kind of where I'm at a little more consistency. Cameron says, I think Locke needs to show us another year. I'm not against drafting a quarterback, but this year the starter needs to be Locke. I don't think there's a good veteran to put in place for Locke to learn under either, right? I could be wrong. I just think our best option is to fully flesh out whether Locke has it or not. This year, there's no excuses. And that is exactly the stance that I'm taking. I think we give Locke another year, a full offseason, a full training camp, and another year without another coach change. I think that could be beneficial for his uh, his progress, his growth. Matt says, we're going 6-11 and 11 with Locke. Mentally prepare yourself for another terrible offense. See, there's a lot of, a lot of Locke hate. Kyle says, I don't think Deshaun is off their radar. If anything, this makes it cheaper to acquire. Ooh. Bad take, Kyle. Uh, Mariah says, if the Broncos have any integrity, he should be off their radar. There's not much that would cause me to stop being a Broncos fan after 40 years, but hiring a sex offender would do it. A um, lot of uh, vitriol being spoken about Deshaun Watson, and, and rightfully so. 22 accusations, man, that is that is nothing to just shrug off. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of there with Mariah. I would absolutely be appalled if that was the move they made, especially before we figure out what's going on and what happened or get a little more insight 
into the situation. Paul says, I think Locke has talent, but unsure about IQ and presence. I also think he's likely not a great fit for Shermer's offense, which wants more of a pocket passer. Great point. We'll see if our O-line lives up to the hype and can give Locke a pocket. He may already have happy feet, and that is something tough to break. Very true, but I mean, that is something that a lot of his teammates have said that he's been focusing on not only last offseason, but this offseason as well. Again, a full offseason under his belt with the same coaches, the same teammates. I think this could be beneficial. Again, I do think this is where the rubber meets the road. We will see if he's got it to to uh, lead the team into the promised land, into greener pastures, if you will. The playoffs would be a hell of a start. One more season. I think in that, then it's time to move on if if that project fails. Kalen says, get Minshew. Now, this is one that's also piqued my interest a little bit. Statistically speaking, Drew Locke and Gardner Minshew are basically the same player. But there's a little bit of an excitability factor about Minshew, which isn't always the best thing because two seasons ago we were talking about how exciting Drew Locke was um, at the end of the 2019 season. He had that handful of games where things looked promising. As we learned the following season, they weren't as promising as they seem. A lot of factors go into that, but if a trade for Garter Minshew is on the table, why not? Especially if he's cheap and they've got the cap space, so bring in a veteran and Garter Minshew. Let's have a day. It's not my checkbook. You can have your opinions heard on the show as well. Of course, 731-4-DANGER, call or text in. Leave your opinion, leave your message, and then also leave your name. That way we can shout you out. With the draft coming up, what would you like to see the Broncos do with the number nine pick? What needs to be addressed? That's this week's assignment, Broncos Country. Share your opinions at the social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at the BNW podcast. I take emails as well, Broncos Northwest Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, the phone number again, 731, the number four danger. You can call, text in, leave uh, a message, and your opinions are going to be shared on the show. Make sure you leave your name, though. We'll, we'll give you that appropriate credit. My name is Danger Dean. This is the Broncos Northwest Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Until next time. Bye. <laughs>